Hey, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good morning, everybody. So. It's Tuesday night for us. And Wednesday morning for you guys. Guess what that means for tonight. Bible study. Bible study. Where'd you get that bottle of water? I actually, Matthew filled it with a gallon. That's like liquid gold in this house right now. I know. <laughs> liquid gold nobody water. Wants, nobody nope. wants to go get water. Nobody wants to leave this house to go get water. Like seriously. Today has been a day of complete rest, guys. Complete. Like, and when we say complete rest, that means nobody has really left this house at all. Pretty at much. all. Well, sort of. Well, yeah, except for the boys, you know, whoever worked, you know. But besides that, I I don't want to go anywhere. David went to go. You went for a bike ride. Yeah, I did eight miles. But, guys, I have not wanted to go anywhere. So, did we already do the intro for this? I'm not doing the intro yet. Oh, okay. So, good morning. Yeah, guys. So, it's been a long weekend. As you guys know, but Sharon hasn't been able to share because we had the, uh, and it's not just like, oh yeah, Saturday we had the grocery, because it builds up to that. Yeah. It's not just like, oh yeah, this we did this for a few hours on Saturday. There's a lot more that, that builds up to it. So it's been really hectic, guys. It's been really hectic, you know, and, um, and, uh, and then, and then just regular service and then yesterday. Because we had to go, we had a, um, a, a doctor appointment yeah, early in the, in the morning. morning. Yeah. And then it, we had the evangelism with uh, Eli. So we kind of just went to the church early and um, had to get a few things for the church and drop them off. And since we were already there, we just uh, stayed there. Um, but while, while we were there, um, we got to see... Eli do his his live interview with. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we got to see his live interview that he did with Cholo Trucker. That was really good. Um, it's always hard for me when I when I when I see his uh when I see his testimony when I hear his testimony, you know. And then um, and then I got some administrative stuff done. Um, and then we got home really late because we stayed there uh, talking with Eli for most of the night you know about ministry and about different stuff and I think uh, we got home at 1 30 yeah it was really late again One, guys. or 1 15 or something like that so now you would know why it is that we i kind of just you know kind of rested because from the night before that i i did go to the er and i didn't realize that david had let you guys know that i had went to the er guys with a concern um about ongoing just ongoing um tightness in in my chest for the last i'm going to say for maybe for the last month but it got really bad on sunday morning right before going to church um it gave us a really good scare guys um i i got really scared because it was actually the worst um the worst episode that i had on sunday morning and um you know but i i still showed up to church guys you know i still went to church um and i figured you know what i'll just get checked out you know, after, and I did go, you know, 
towards the evening, I went to the emergency room. Um, bottom line, guys, you know, I just gotta, I gotta take it easy and, uh, I just gotta, you know, take care of myself and, and give myself some more time. Um, and just, uh, you know, spend some, some time on myself, on my health and, and, um, you know, I, I had a talk with David and I said, listen, you know, um, that I, I just really wanted to, to take some, some time on, on me, um, and just draw that time to just, just draw that time to spend time on my temple, uh, on my, on, on just me and building myself up in every way, it be mind, soul, spirit, every, every way possible. Um, and strengthen myself in every way um, because we know when when things are growing in every way we know that this year is all about growth and we know that as if as we grow spiritually um, you know our ministry and we ourselves grow spiritually that when when that happens um, the attacks also grow and we gotta we gotta be strong in every way we not only have to be strong spiritually but we have to our foundation has to be strong and that means our temples have to be strong too and we got to take care of ourselves and you know and i told david that i i need to really really take care of myself health wise and um so i told him you know i want to i asked him i said would you be willing to just do the devotionals for a little while on your own um and just you know, really, really pour into, you know, our family, you know, and, and just really take the time to this time right now, the things that, um, you can't do the things that you wouldn't be able to do with me and you would be able to do alone. Can you do that on your own for now? And, um, he said, yeah, babe, anything you want. And, um, because I, I would never, I would never in any way want to hinder, the the channel from from taking um any time off you know and i know that you know um i don't want any inconsistencies guys you know because i know that a lot of you guys um a lot of you guys depend on on these on these devotionals in the mornings um and i know that because the same way that we depend on on you guys for that encouragement and you know for that fellowship and everything I know that you guys it goes both ways it's a two-way street you know we we look forward to hearing from you guys and and we look forward to the encouragement and everything but man I know that you guys you know also receive something from this so I think that it's important that he continue to pour um, into you guys, you know, and I continue and could continue to encourage him, but I need to take care of my family as well and be able to, to pour into my family and to be well, um, health wise so that I can be able to be here for my family and sustain my family as a wife and as a mother and as, you know, the woman of this family as well. And I can't do that if my family cannot benefit from me if I'm not well. And, you know, it's important for me to, to take care of myself and to, um, and to better myself so that, that way, you know, they can benefit of me. So, um, he said, you know, I'll do it, you know, so I'm excited. 
that you guys are going to be able to, um, you know, get some, get, get some more, some more teachings, um, and some amazing teachings out of him, um, during these next few weeks and everything. So I'm still going to be here, guys. I'm probably going to be sitting right in front of him like I used to before, you know? Yeah. Well, my thing is that, um, the reason a lot of times we're sporadic because we do get home late or sometimes, you know, Sharon's not feeling so great. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to do a video by myself, you know, and I just wouldn't do it, you know. And that's kind of why she pulled me to the side and said, you, you can't do that, you know. So by, you know, and my thing is I didn't want to be like, okay, two weeks or three weeks. or I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that either. She's going to know when she's ready and that's it. Instead of setting a time. Uh, but in the meantime, what I am going to do is um, I'll probably just do these in the daytime. I'll probably do it in the daytime because it's easier for me because um, it is hard for me. Because usually what I've noticed is last few months is we're the busiest in the evening. Yeah. You know, and that's when it gets really busy here because that's when errands or something at the church or something, something is going on always at night. Um, and, and then, so what happens is then after all of that, then if there's room to do the devotional by that time, it's really late and it burns me out, you know, because then I have to record it and render it and upload it and all that stuff. And then it, it, it really is tiring on me. But if this whole thing depends on, on just me doing it. I mean, I could do it 10 in the morning. I could do it 11 in the morning. I could do it whenever because it's just depending on me, yeah. you know. And um, so most likely um, these devotionals, are probably, you probably see them uploaded, ready for for uh, premiering. Premiere, and you'll probably see it during the day, you know, um, because I would rather do it before I start my day. Because that way I know it's 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 already done, it's already in there, locked and loaded, ready to go for three in the morning. And that's probably the, the what's going to be different and change um, until, you know, and heck, you know, it, it might even be a better thing that when Sharon does, you know, say, you know what, I feel better. She might be like, man, I like this better because these late nights, man, it's it's really it's really burning me out, to be honest with you guys. And I, and I think what the goal is, guys, um, what the to be honest, what the true, true goal is, is to catch up to certain things, um, to catch up. It's not to even become even more busier at the church, to become even more busier in ministry. That's not, that's not what the goal is. Um, because he says, if that's the goal, then what are we really, what are we really fixing? It's not, that's not what we're trying. We're not trying, we're not really fixing anything if that's the case. Um, because what the goal is, is to, to catch up on a lot of things that need to be caught up with, um, and to, you know, to really pay attention to some of the things like, you know, I haven't really even been able to sit down with my family here at home and to have a, a home cooked meal, um, with my, my boys and, and with my family here at home because we're constantly on the go you know, or to really pay attention to my home the way that I normally do because we're constantly on the go and because we spend so much time, you know, at the church and, and I'm constantly trying to catch up on things, you know, 
there's a lot that goes on behind, you know, behind the scenes, you know, at the church, a lot of administrative and where, you know, we've been focusing on, on, on finally getting this, um, the food ministry, you know, off the ground, you know, and, you know, with the holidays just passing and just a lot of different things, you know, that have been taking place. But now that things are finally falling into place, now we can finally allow those things to finally just, um, just just fall into the place the way they need to and run the way they need to smoothly and that is my goal is for those things to run the way the lord intended them for them to run and once that that is done um i can finally just see my husband flourish in in this college and get that going and and see the things through that need to be that need to be um, done and and say okay lord um, now we can actually really allow those things to, to happen and sit back and really take the rest that we need to, you know? Yeah, because, you know, for me on my end, um, it's, it, it really throws me off. I'm, I'm going to, I sound like a broken record, but I want to go into a little more detail about this. Is doing the devotionals last, at the last end of the day when we're exhausted, extends into uploading and rendering mm -hmm. and all that. What happens then is then... I end up waking up late and the day I should have, you know, I have Lydia's book to finish. I have the, the Bible college to get going. I have two paintings on commission that I got to get to, you know, um, the movie got put on, on the, on the back, back burner for now. And when, and then, so when I try to do these devotionals late and then I get up early and then I'm just groggy all day. I, I don't function well when I don't have my sleep. And um, it just, it's, it's not working, you know? So I think by, by, by you taking a break, me doing these in the daytime, allow, it's going to allow, give us our evenings back. Because that's another thing that you said is then there's no time for family. Yeah. Then we, in the evening, we're, there is no family and, and. Even though we're together all the time, that we doesn't... We don't see our boys. Yeah. And, well, even then, us spending time together all the time doesn't mean we spend the time together all the time. Yeah. You know? And that's not healthy. Yeah. It, so, it really isn't healthy, guys. And it yeah. is important. So imperative, guys. So important. Yes, like he says, even though we spend a lot of time together, it is so imperative and so important that if you are married that you have date night, that you take time to come together away from ministry, away from, from church, away, you know, that you're able to set those things aside and you take time to build on your marriage, to build on your romance, to build on you. Never away from God. Never, ever. Away because, from church. So um, don't get yes, it, don't don't get get it, it twisted. twisted. <laughs> To, to build on your romance, to build on, on, on you, on your marriage, because you need to build on that, on your relationship. It is so important. And, and we go here, we go there, we travel in ministry because, you know, we're constantly always, you know, we take the young adults here, we take it, but we're always, it's always we're ministering and we have people around us, but it's never just us two where we can just get away and just have that moment where we can just like really just put our phones away and put everything away and just be like, you know what? This is our time, a moment for just us. You know, we don't get that opportunity, guys. 
you know, it's, it's like the, the time is not allowing us to do it. The finances are not allowing us to do it, which is, it's just never that we never have that moment to do it. And, and I encourage you as a marriage, if you are married and you constantly find yourself always in ministry and ministry and ministry, you have to set that time aside for you and your marriage to build on your marriage. You have to. Because it is so important that you build in your marriage, you know, and, and you take the time to have date night and you get a babysitter and you get out there and build on your marriage and, you know, just get away for a little while. It is very, very important. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm also going to, since I'm going to be doing these alone for a little bit, I'll probably go into some of the deeper studies, um, a little bit deeper, um, and and see what we can extract out of that and um because like you know i don't know how, how do you say it sometimes even well um i think you know david 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 loves history guys david loves um i think this is an opportunity for you guys to really really be able to um to really really be able to learn um the deeper things of, of the Bible. I know a lot of the times we're able to share a devotional and we, we make it relevant to certain things in life and certain things like that. But I, I think this is a really great opportunity, um, not just for him to touch on some very, very harder subjects, um, and really dig into the Bible, um, with you guys. But at the same time, guys, I really feel like the Lord's, um, the Lord's been really tugging at my heart. And that's another thing that I talked to David about. And I said, you know, the Lord's been taking me on another direction as well um, to dig deeper and giving me a, a, a deeper yearning um, where I've just been really, really digging deeper um, because I really feel like the Lord's taking me into a whole new realm where God is saying, I want more from you, Sharon. Um, it's time for more because I feel like I've just been sitting back and just, um, listening a lot and, um, he's ready to pull something more out of me, but much more is going to require more, you know, and, and I just, I just feel like that time is coming and, and if I cannot, and if I cannot quiet myself and if I cannot separate myself, um, in order for me to hear his voice, if I cannot separate myself so that I can be able to spend some more time with him, then, um, then if I don't allow the busyness, you know, to, to yeah. just, you know, guys, I, I really need this time. I really do need this time because, um, he's just ready to do something. He really, really truly is. And, um, I've been, I've been, I've been yearning for, for this, this, this fire, to once again, um, to feel this fire once again, and I'm feeling it and I'm anxious and I'm like, Lord, I'm ready. I I'm so ready. And, um, I'm excited. I'm really, really excited. Actually lately, it's funny because we've been driving in the car and we've been, um, listening to, to some sermons together. And there's just something inside of me that has just been troubling me when I hear a lot of the foolery, <laughs> You know, there's been just this, when, when I hear the stuff 
the mockery and just the the stuff that I hear and how the Lord is made a mockery of and everything it, it troubles my heart and it and it it breaks my heart. When and, ministry becomes financials and this yes, and, and it just it troubles me so much and it just it makes me want to shout and it makes it just does something to me. And 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 even me myself that I am not somebody who is big on history and and knows all that, I just say to myself, you know, this can't happen. We need to be bold and we need to be ready and we need to be willing to go out there and do more. You know, and I just, I have like, I just feel like the Lord is just saying, you know what, you need to get ready. And I, I need to ready myself, but I can't do it in the state that my body is in. And he says, and he's telling me that I need to get my body ready because I need to be strong for what he's calling me to do. I need to be strong for that. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I'm excited. This these are tears of joy guys, because I'm excited. I'm really, truly excited, but then saddened because of the things that are going on in this world, because we are truly living in end times guys. And we just got to prepare our hearts. We got to prepare our children. We got to prepare our families because our families are the first ones that we need to go out there and we got to we got to share the gospel with our families because our families are so lost. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm going to start the intro and then I'm going to um we're going to talk about some scripture, guys. Yeah. So, I'm going to leave them all to you, you guys, and I'm going to step on out. All right, guys. Check I love you guys. Check out this intro. debating on what scripture I wanted to talk about and actually um, I, I think it's the best thing to do is to kind of spin off of yesterday's devotional guys because it was such a heavy subject and I didn't know how I was hoping I was going to make sense and I was hoping I wasn't going to throw people off or, or confuse anybody I hope it wasn't confusing um, because it was a um, to me it was it's really important to understand what that scripture was saying uh, for those of you that don't know, you can stop this and watch yesterday's devotional. If that way you kind of fall in context of what it is that we're talking about today. But I have a feeling that um, I wanted to share something as, as an extension of it in case some of you don't know um, how we operate at House of Rest or here at Relevant Bible Talk. Um, the reason I say that is, uh, can you imagine somebody having a YouTube channel or, or YouTube video talking about parenting and then you find out later they don't even have kids or somebody that's a marriage counselor 
and find out later they've never been married. You know, so I didn't want to come off talking about the anointing of God without explaining what we have experienced, what I have experienced as a Christian. I gave my life to the Lord in 2004. So that's 18 years that I surrendered my life to the Lord. I've seen a lot. And even before that, I grew up in a Christian family. So Christianity is not something new to me. Uh, my dad got saved when I was, my mom got saved when I was five. My mom got saved when I was, my mom got saved when I was five. My dad got saved when I was eight. Uh, I'm 50. So 45 years, I have, 45 years of my life, I've been around Christianity and I've seen God move in powerful, miraculous ways. But what I don't want to do is um, is talk about um, other people's ministries or uh, things I've seen other people do. So what I want to kind of say today is how can I come off and what, I guess, in what context am I saying about this anointing that I was talking about yesterday that um, Jesus was saying that there will come those who say they are the anointed ones and not to follow after them. You know, and uh, and I think maybe I, I thought a lot more of you were going to take it like I was attacking spiritual leaders that maybe you follow or you like or whatever. And it, it wasn't even about that. It was simply Jesus himself. If Jesus says it, I don't, I don't care what we think. It's what Jesus says. And he says there will be those who call themselves the Christ or in other words, the anointed. And if they and it says if they are the if they call themselves the anointed ones don't go here don't go there and following them so that was my point but what i noticed is a lot of times there are ministers out there that will come against tongues come against prophecy come against uh deliverance come against healing and they come against it because in actuality, they've never seen it. They've never witnessed it. And because they never have, they therefore don't ever want to say that maybe they're wrong. So they would rather build a belief system that those things are of the past or those things are before the Bible was written or those things, or they'll even go and say, well, those things are just for the anointed ones, which is what we're talking about, right? So I do want to share... Um, where I'm coming from, the filters in my life, and that way you can be able to see why I was saying what I was saying in yesterday's devotional. Um, to summarize what I was saying is that we, we that believe in Jesus Christ have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is all we need in order to operate in power while we are here on earth. That's in summary. And I don't even think I said that, but I should have at the end. But that is basically what I'm saying, okay? And I'll use this example before we get to, I want to do, I do want to use a couple of scriptures, but I'm kind of setting the stage here. I was uh, talking to Sharon earlier and I said, you know, by saying somebody, only certain people have a special anointing to do something. And I try to put it in a very easy way to, an illustrative way to understand it, comprehend it. I said, imagine a hundred babies and all of them are 
all of them are healthy. They they have all their limbs. They have all you know their eyes, their ears, everything. And um, one grows up to be an amazing mechanic. Another grows up to be an amazing surgeon. Another grows up to be a famous football player, basketball player, tennis player, track runner, swimmer. Um, you name it, all hundred. Okay. So my definition of what I'm saying is nobody has a special anointing is, is, is this, it would be like the swimmer, somebody, all the other 99 say, man, that person is anointed to swim. That's why they swim so well. Well, what you're saying then is that they do they have do they not have two arms like you? Do they not have two legs like you? So in other words, all of you were equipped for with the ability to swim. And then they look at the surgeon. All of you have the ability of of your fingers in order to do surgery. Every single one of them were already equipped equally to do what whatever it is they chose to do. So what happens then is what one does, let's say the swimmer, the reason they become a swimmer is they're not equipped with anything different than the other 99, but they practiced and learned how to operate in that swim in order for them to swim strong, but they didn't have any other equipment than anybody else. We all start, you know, you know we all start with, with, five fingers on each hand, you know? And whether we want to use this to box or to play tennis or to baseball, or it's the same equipment that we all use. In the same way, this is what I'm saying, is the Holy Ghost is given to all believers equally. So when somebody, um, when you see somebody pray for healing, that usually by the time you see them, They've done it a few thousand times. And because they've done it a few thousand times, it seems to flow easy out of them. So I get it. So you watch it and you're just like, man, that person is anointed. Well, um, that's be, that's, uh, let's go back to the 100 children. And let's say there's a basketball player within the 100. And by the time you see them on TV, they're hitting three three-point shots, they're hitting uh, slam dunks, and they make it look easy. And then you try to do it, and you miss a shot, and you're like, that person must be anointed. No, they've probably just done it thousands and thousands and thousands of times. So by the time you got to see them, they make it look easy, and the basket, the, the ball hits all net, and it swooshes right through. They didn't have a special anointing. They had the same equipment as, as everybody. But they practiced. They practiced. And they practiced. And the more they practiced, the more confidence was built up in them. Then what happened is people started to notice and they became great basketball players. So, myself, okay. I'll use myself as an example. People have said, uh, man, Pastor David... When you preach, you make it seem easy. And then they go up 
behind the pulpit to talk for five minutes and it's really hard for them. And they're just like, I don't know how you do it. But here's the thing. I've been preaching now at House of Rest for 11 years. That's 50-something weeks a year. Um, what is that? 600 sermons? And I was already preaching in prison? And I give Bible studies every Wednesday? Um, so... Here's, and this, here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe that I'm anointed to preach. The, the preaching, the sermon is anointed because it comes from God. But he was, God is able to deliver it through me because I worked at it and worked at it and worked at it week after week after week. If you would have heard my very first sermon, oh, man. It's night and day, you know, and um, even if you go back five years, I'm sure it's a little different than it is now. And you go back, go back to the beginning, 10 years ago, you, they're, they're on YouTube, go back 10 years ago and you'll see a difference, you know, so, but yet I preach with the same equipment we all have, a mouth, a throat, a brain, a heart. You know, we can communicate. So, if you want to see the miraculous, you got to step out in faith. You got to do it. Nobody that plays professional basketball started off hitting slam dunks. I guarantee it. Nobody, I, I love cycling, you know, and, and like um, through COVID, for whatever reason, I kicked myself in the butt for it. I stopped cycling. I don't know why, because it's an outdoor sport, but I just did. And because of that, I gained 35 pounds. And But two weeks now, I've been cycling again. And, you know, before I would do 10, 12 miles a day. That was my regular thing. I boom. I'll tell Sharon, you know, I'm going to go. Some, usually she would go with me, but if I was by myself, I'll leave. Boom. I'll be back 45 minutes later, 12 miles. And and today, second week, now I did eight miles in 45 minutes. Uh, but last week, man, I was doing six miles and I was, I was exhausted, you know. But anyways, my point is this, is that I haven't done it. In a couple of years. Yeah, last year I think we did Monterey ride. But for the most part, I didn't ride the way I used to. And now that I'm getting back on the bike, I felt a little rusty the first few days. And then, you know, this week I felt better. So instead of the six miles, I did eight miles, you know, and I, I feel better. I feel better. But I'm not going to reach 12 until I reach one. So when you see somebody pray for the sick and they get healed, it's because they have done it with enough times that confidence builds up and faith builds up and they can operate. But here's my point is the equipment was already there. The equipment is the Holy Spirit that we all have. See, I, 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 I'm not a good evangelist, okay? But I'm not a good evangelist because I don't practice it. Eli is an amazing evangelist. 
But you know what he does over and over and over and over? Evangelizes. If you asked him, what are you more comfortable doing, uh, Brother Eli, evangelizing or preaching? I haven't asked him this question, but I'm pretty sure he's going to say evangelizing. He's going to say it comes natural to me. Well, the, to the basketball player, shooting baskets is natural to him. To the cyclist, riding, you know, 20 miles feels natural to them. It was funny because I was talking to Brother Hassan, um, and I text him, and I said, he asked me how my day went, and I said, man, we've been resting all day. I said, other than doing a quick eight-mile ride, and he goes, eight miles? What are you doing, the Tour de France? And it's funny because eight miles is, is nothing. But I realize that to somebody that doesn't cycle, that seems like a lot. So in that same way, I will say where I stand as far as, as healing is um, – Back in 2013, uh, I had a friend, I met him on YouTube, watched his YouTube. He was going all over the world. Um, it was impossible because before that, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. So any healing I did see, which wasn't too often, but when I did, it was in a, in a church setting with worship going, the Spirit of God moving, the, the pastor shouting, and then maybe somebody would get healed. But that didn't reflect Jesus didn't have a worship team. Jesus wasn't screaming into a microphone. And yet he was healing people on the streets. So when I came across this guy who became my friend, he was going around the world with the you know jeans and, and, and tennis shoes and a t-shirt and a backpack with the baseball hat and people were getting healed. And at first I thought it was fake. Anyways, long story short, we became friends. He flew down here from out of state poured into me for a whole week and I thought he was going to teach me how to heal and he's like I'm not here to teach you how to heal only God can heal people can't heal only God I said so what'd you come here for he goes I'm gonna teach you your identity in Christ I'm gonna teach you who you are in Christ the fact that you're already equipped and that was a whole because I'm I was thinking like um, healings happen because you're the people that are anointed to heal the prophecy only happens with the people that are uh, um anointed to prophesy i had that mindset and he just completely dismantled it because we, he showed me scripture he's like where do you see this let's read this together let's read this together and it's like boom everything got clear to me i said we're all equipped with the holy spirit he said he said exactly all of us you know so um with that being said where are you going Oh, we don't have no water. I mean, let me rephrase it. You guys don't have water. I do. So, I don't know if you're going to be thirsty. So, um, so, it was a whole different mindset and I started to reread the scriptures and I'm just like, wow, everything started jumping out at me. Things started jumping out at me. My, you know, just the beautiful things. And I'm like, man, this is not a new teaching. This is what Paul was saying in the first place. He was talking about our placement in Christ. He was talking about us not walking in self-condemnation anymore. He was talking about, you know, us walking in our authority and I mean, it just completely scrambled my eggs. You know what I mean? And it was like, and it was a, 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 it was beautiful to me because after that, 
I started to see healing after healing after healing. Now, I don't have a whole lot of videos on this stuff because I didn't want it to get taken wrong because I see so many people almost use it like as if, as if, well, watch my videos because look at the healings I do and then just, you know, so for that reason, I, I don't, but I, I will share a couple with you and, and not to boast, but just to bring into support of what it is I'm talking about. I remember seeing this young man, I, I, I was uh, over there towards Salinas and I was asked to go and speak over there. And um, so I was there, right? And uh, this this young man came up to me after I preached and shared my testimony. And his hand was like this, all right? His hand was like this. And he goes, I want you to, can you please pray for me? Because I said, there's an altar call. If anybody feels pain, come up. In the name of Jesus, people, you're going to get healed. And there was one lady with her back, another person with her back. And I, I can't remember what else. But this young man is the, the one that I remember. His hand was like this. And he goes, um, my hand's always in pain. Can you please pray for the pain to go away? And I said, amen. I said, we're going to pray for, for you to be able to open your hand. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, I just want prayer for the pain to go away. I said, what do you mean? You know, and he goes, I can't open my hand. And then he, he had a long sleeve. So he pulled it and it was a big chunk of, of his arm missing. He, he explained that somebody had tried stabbing him, stabbing him in the face. And by reaction, he went like that. And the big old knife went and it cut the whole nerve. The, I guess there's a nerve. I, I don't know anatomy. But he said it cut, it cut the whole nerve that allowed him to do this. And the whole chunk was missing. And he goes, look, I'll never move my hand, but can you please pray for the pain to go away? And I said, I'm going to pray that your hand opens in the name of Jesus. And I started to pray. And before I even gave myself time to start self-doubting, I just prayed. And you know what he did? this and then he looked at me in utter shock you know and um it was beautiful man there's so much more to the story but a, a lot of other people start basically as soon as people saw that because this young man was a regular person in that church that everybody knew he wasn't faking it nothing like that and after people saw that everybody started coming up saying my back or have diabetes or just different things like that um, so many things. I have um, seen somebody's foot actually grow. Not only in the legs. I've seen that too, but you know that that's kind of common. But literally, um, one person they always had to have um, one shoe was always loose because one foot was smaller than the other, and that that foot grew. Um, I've seen kidney stones uh, where somebody would come in pain. And, and they had kidney stones, and they would just feel like this fire, and boom, the pain would go away. Um, I've seen a hip. Somebody had a false hip, and they were crying because um, they were going to have to have surgery again, and they were so afraid because last time they put that hip in, they weren't able to walk for months, and she was crying and afraid that that, that was going to happen again. And literally, that plate shifted in her body, you know, and all of this is because of Jesus. It's it's not, it's because he's the anointed one. Remember, it's Jesus Christ. Christ means the anointed one because he's the anointed one. And because of that, 
See, because of his anointing, we through the Holy Spirit can pray for the sick, can pray for healing, can give a prophetic word, a word of wisdom. You know, we can preach the word of God. We can teach. And, um, and so I guess I know it's a play on words, but what I'm saying is that we're, that's the anointing is what is coming from him. We're, I'm just a funnel. Whoever the minister is, evangelist, uh, whoever it is, they are funnels. You know what a funnel is? Something that pours in and is concentrated and comes out out of a little spout. So when I'm preaching, I'm a funnel. It's not me. It's, it's the Lord pouring his anointing and that flow goes through and out. So it's not that I'm anointed or this guy's anointed or that guy's anointed. Jesus is anointed. We're just a funnel. See, the funnel does nothing unless something is poured into it so it can pour out of it. You know, so I, I just wanted to, um, you know, like, uh, what else? I, might, I can go on and on about healings. Uh, this is a regular thing, guys. It, it's to the point like this, right? Is that when, when, when we pray for somebody and they don't get healed, that's when I'm surprised. Because I know who Jesus is. I know what he got whipped on the whipping post for. I know that he, by his stripes, we are healed. And because of that, that there's a sickness or there's a pain, that means that pain is illegally there because Jesus already paid for it. And if Jesus already paid for it, that pain better go. So when you hear me command pain to leave, I am not at all commanding God. Who am I to command God? And I think sometimes people, are you trying to command God? No, because I'll be like, in the name of Jesus, I command this pain to leave. I'm not commanding God. I'm commanding that flesh because that flesh, that, 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 that sickness, that pain was already paid for. Jesus took it at the whipping post. So therefore, it is there illegally and it has to be kicked out. It has to be evicted. So I command that pain or that sickness or that cancer or whatever it is, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus because it is living in that body illegally. Um, deliverance, demons, yeah. Um, that I really don't like to videotape um, because why why give the enemy um, time for fame? Why give the enemy a chance to humiliate the person? Uh, you know, without, again, I'm not boasting, but I just want to share with you where I'm coming from. Uh, I remember, um, let's see, who do I, there's a few instances I could talk about. I remember one person, me and Sharon, few other people prayed for um this person was manifesting their hands were like twisted their toes they they didn't have shoes on their toes were all twisted and they were just like talking crazy i i knew this person this it wasn't this person speaking it wasn't coming out we were there for about 10 minutes and, and here's the thing i don't like a big old long show I don't like these demons, you know, sitting there for a long time trying to lollygag and, and basically hesitate to leave. Um, so I remember I was a little frustrated. 
uh, we were in this person's house and I walked over to the to the kitchen by myself and I'm like, Lord, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? What's happening here? You know, and um, and, I, and and I felt I didn't hear. I felt the word loneliness. So, boom, that's all I needed. Right. Because, like I said, this is another thing I teach is how to hear the voice of God. That's another thing that you practice and practice and practice. You know, until you start to learn and being tuned in to hear what he's saying, right? So I remember um, I heard loneliness. That's all I needed was that word. I came back and I said, spirit of loneliness, I command you in Jesus' name to come out. That person's eyes went like this and that person's mouth, that person went back and their mouth opened like it, it was weird, like a comic, like, like, like a cartoon because the mouth opened huge in the throat. And just started like this, this growl came out. Boom, the person got delivered. Um, there was other demons there, but that spirit of loneliness was the stubborn one. I wouldn't have known that. I would have been there for hours and hours and hours and hours, like a lot of people do that are in deliverance ministry. But here's the thing, because I have practiced on how to hear the voice of God, I stepped away. The Lord dropped into me loneliness. He didn't have to say anything else. Boom, I came back. Spirit of loneliness. Boom. And there it was. Bam, that thing came out. So, I am not, when I talk about the, uh, there is no special anointing, I'm not talking out of ignorance. I am not talking out of a person that doesn't witness these things, that hasn't seen these things. I am speaking as somebody that is filled with the spirit of God like you are, that, that, has, that has been equipped to do what it is the church has to do just like you are. But you're never going to learn to shoot a basket until you try. You're never going to learn to swim until you try. You're never going to learn to do miles on a bike until you try. You're never going to learn to throw football until you try over and over and over and over and over. So you're never going to see healings. Until you do it, until you, and here's what's going to happen, right? Um, I remember my daughter was, uh, when she was little, she played basketball. And after the first time she made a shot and everybody started clapping, guess what happened? What did that do? What did that, what did that boost in her? So all of a sudden she started playing more aggressive because she realized, because before that, Every time the ball was passed to her, she would never take the shot because she had no confidence she would make it. So she'd quickly look for a teammate to pass it to, and then they would make the basket. Every time. And I'd be like, Mija, you keep passing the ball. You were right there under the thing. You know, un un why didn't you make the shot? And, 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 you know, but she was little. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, hard on her, but I was just like, Mija, make the shot. Make the shot. You can do it. You can do it. You know, until one day, boom, it got past her, boom, she threw it up, made it. Guess what? She started playing more aggressive after that because now she realized I can make the shot just like these other kids can. And she started making more shots and more shots like the other girls. And sometimes she missed. She didn't make every shot. But you know what I was excited about as a father? The fact that she quit passing it every time she had the confidence that if she had a clear shot, she was going to go for it. Well, guess what? Your father in heaven sometimes throws it to you, brings somebody to you that's demon-possessed, but you pass it off to the to the, the 
the, the deliverance minister. And then somebody comes and wants a prophetic word and you pass them off to somebody else that can give a prophetic word. Or somebody comes that they're sick and you bring them to the pastor. And the Lord is saying, son, daughter, why do you keep passing these balls? I'm giving them for you to shoot. And you know what happens? Maybe you miss a couple. But then all of a sudden, boom, somebody gets healed. All of a sudden, boom, somebody gets delivered. All of a sudden, boom, somebody gets saved. And what does that do to you? Oh, man, I can do this. So then you do it more, you do it more, you do it more, you do it more. And you start seeing God move. You see bones shift. You see backs go straight. You see uh, uh, um, pancreases begin to work. You see headaches go away. You see, you know, all these things and and, and and it builds up more and more and more. And it's not just you're getting more of an anointing, man. You got to get out of that mindset. It's not more of an anointing. You're just practicing in what you have already been equipped with. You know, we make superstars out of Michael Jordan. We make superstars out of Kobe Bryant. We make superstars. Um, and I remember, I think it's Michael Jordan, hoping I'm not quoting him wrong. Maybe it was Kobe Bryant that said, out of all the shots you see me make, there's a whole lot more I missed. Well, it's the same thing, you know. But what would you rather do? Never take a shot at all? So anyways, I'm going to share this scripture. I know I said I was going to share it, but in Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Who's us? Believers. That means you. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Hmm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, not some, not, not, not that guy with the personal jet, not that guy with the big mansion, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Church, we need to begin to quit chasing after people and start doing the work that we were called to do so with that guys i'm going to end it god bless you have a great day and see you tonight for bible study